pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1493.9 FM, WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good Monday morning, everybody, as we hit the middle of August. Here on August the 15th, great to be with you. A partly sunny day in store and a high of 82, 78, the high tomorrow. Wednesday, high 81, Thursday, high 82, perfect weather. So we are very, very happy about that. Good to have you with us. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're ready for another week. Hope your Monday's off to a good start, and it's a great start that uh, you've been able to jump in and join us here on the show today. 217-356-9397 is the phone number. Text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. We'll have some open line time here the first hour up until 10. After the uh, top of the hour, we'll introduce you to a gentleman named Carlos Brown, got a great story, and he's looking to start a barber school here in town, and we'll tell you about that. He's also got a young man coming with him who's been a part of the Urbana Neighborhood Connection Center and has benefited from all the programs they have. Michael Turner is his name. Because we hear a lot of bad news coming out. I was talking with some friends about, you know, you just hear so much um, over the last couple of years, you know, the bad news tends to lead. You know, and you've got had violence and violence in the community, and and there's a lot of good things happening that tend to get overshadowed. And I think Carlos Brown is one of those great stories. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him in the second hour, and we'll see how long it goes. How it uh, if we wind up with more open line time at the end, we'll do that. But uh, we'll visit with him during the course of the second hour today. Tomorrow, an open line at nine ten o'clock. It'll be Tom Kasich joining us. Tom, of course, been on the News Gazette staff for decades. And is now retiring. He kind of semi-retired a couple of years ago, but continued to do the mailbag that you see, of course, in the paper on the weekend. He's now turning that over to Kathy Reiser, who's on our staff. And I think Kathy had her debut, if you've checked out the paper over the weekend. But Tom will be pretty much retiring permanently, I think, from the Gazette. I think he's still going to write a column a week. But other than that, uh, we won't have Tom around as much as we have. So we certainly want to reflect on his great career at the uh, News Gazette here. So Tom Kasich in the second hour tomorrow. Of course, uh, if you're moving around campus or around town this week, uh, just get ready. They've got signs up as you enter campus. Uh, watch for traffic. Watch for pedestrians. 
Watch for students. Watch for moving vans. Watch for, I mean, it's going to be crowded in there this week. And uh, be ready to, when you go to the Walmarts and the Targets and all the different stores, uh, you're looking around going, man, what are all these young people doing here? Well, (laughs) having recently in recent years been in that group of people with their daughters, my daughters, uh, getting supplies, that's what's going on. So get ready for that. So that's move-in week. We'll talk to Mike DiLorenzo over at the University of Illinois. He's the vice chancellor for administration and operations. You've also heard we had a uh, caller recently mention all the shortages of referees and umpires. And I know it's affecting the IHSA this year. Mark Schultz, who's a friend of mine, former DWS news anchor, is my spotter for football on the football broadcast. He's also a high school referee, and we'll talk to him about why there's such a shortage of of, uh, referees and umpires and uh, what you can do if you want to get involved in that. We'll start our Monday morning quarterback show a week from today. We'll do just an hour since it's the opening one of the uh, season. We'll have Lauren Tate with us in the 10 o'clock hour next Monday. Jason Bonetti scheduled to join us from Fox Sports. Longtime friend and TV voice of the White Sox and a guy that um, is now the number two college football voice at Fox. So we'll have him on next Monday. Some headlines, of course, uh, the back and forth on the uh, raid down in Florida of the former president's home. I mean, the the headlines on this, I mean, they're just polar opposites. I'll read through some of those. You can also, by the way, you can actually read the warrant. If you go to realclearpolitics.com, realclearpolitics.com, which is a site I often use, on the left side of that page, you'll see a link for the actual warrant. And see if you can make um, heads or tails out of it, what they were looking for. Liz Cheney about to go down big in Wyoming. The polls say she will. Of course, she's been uh, the what the vice chair of this January 6th committee. Well, the polls show in Wyoming she's about to be clobbered in the uh, representative race out there. But probably not the end of her political future. But as far as being a representative from Wyoming, it's probably over here soon. One-year anniversary of the fall of Afghanistan. CBS had that on, the chaotic withdrawal from that country a year ago today. The president scheduled to sign the Inflation Reduction Act this week. Salman Rushdie in the news. Ben Affleck is 50 today, a couple of anniversaries. Woodstock and the Berlin Wall. We can go back in the Wayback Machine for that. And the anniversary, or at least uh, today, is uh, there's every day has a certain day. This is Lemon Meringue Pie Day, invented in Philadelphia in the 1800s, and I've got the story on that if we get a chance today. And I've also got a list, if we get a chance, of states and the desserts for which they are known. And I'll run through those periodically as well here today. We'll sprinkle in some of that. 912 at DWS on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll get your calls in next and emails and texts coming up next on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Nine fifteen on a Monday morning on a penny for your thoughts two one seven three five six nine three nine seven text line at two one seven three five one five three five seven and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. Let's go to Alan see what's on his mind. How you doing, Alan? Morning, Brian. Uh, with this weather like this, it kind of feels like uh, 
little bit like football weather, right? It does. Wish we were playing this week. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm afraid 27 might be a lot hotter. <laughs> yeah, you never know until you get there. But, yeah, this would be the perfect week to play if we were. Oh, boy. Uh, I got three keys to the season. Okay. A couple of them be pretty obvious. Uh, number one is quarterback. Quarterback situation, you can play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, death. What kind of death do you have? You still there, Alan? You're kind of breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I think death is number two. In my opinion. Okay. And uh, third one, I think, is Juice Williams. I think he's the key. He can make or break a lot of games. Yep. Talking about Isaiah. Yep. Yes. For sure. Uh, yeah, those. Pretty much. I, that's the three keys, in my opinion. I would agree with you. Yeah, and I think how the offensive line comes together. I think you've got two transfers in there. Uh, you know, yeah. in amidst, uh, and Pilstrom's playing center for the first time, so that's a that's a new position for him. So how that comes together is important. But I like I, defensive line. I like Newton. You know, I like Randolph in there. I think Coleman's going to have a big year uh, on the outside uh, at linebacker. Up a lot. Who's that? Keep him healthy. Oh, Hart. Harder. Yep. C.J. Hart. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Like I said, uh, depth is keeping away the major injuries is. See how we go, and nobody talks a whole lot about a punter and kicker this year. We had really good ones last year. Are they mm-hmm. going to be just as good or close to it? Well, we hope so. Yeah, that's uh, the you know Caleb Griffin. I would think would be your leader at the kicker spot, uh, the guy from Danville, and you've got uh, Robertson, who's thirty years old, by the way, is um, really? is uh, is the punter. He's also from Australia. That's always me. Yeah. <laughs> That may be the oldest guy we've ever had. I don't know, but he's right at thirty, and uh, and then of course um, you know we get a new snapper too. So the whole the whole kicking unit is new. Yep. Yeah. Well, one other thing, I went to the Cardinal game yesterday. Probably my last time I ever see Albert Pujols play. Boy, hmm. he put on a show. He didn't disappoint. Wow. But he was it yesterday? He hit the two home runs. Two home runs, yeah. and one of them went off the French fries and Big Mac land, and the other one went. <laughs> Way in the left center, he hit both of them. He just stood there. Wow. Yeah, so, I've uh, always, I've always dreamed, training. I've always dreamed of being able to do that. <laughs> you know, hit hit a ball so yeah. hard you just stand there and watch it. So yeah, I had a few home runs, but I didn't know they were going out, so I ran my butt off. And then I turned to see what happened, and they told me to go over. So yep. yeah, I didn't get to do that either. Yep, it was quite a day. Thank you, Alan. We'll be talking to you soon. 919 at DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Uh, Today is the public open house, a listener says, for Central High School. It's from 4 to 7 p.m. And go and see where the $104.5 million was invested with the Keep Central movement, Keep Central Central movement. Yeah, by the way, if you uh, looked in the News Gazette, it was a great uh, recap of all of the, the buildings and facilities and a lot of great pictures, pretty impressive, of what's been done. So uh, check that out in the uh, News Gazette from over the weekend and online. All right, back to the phones here to Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, sir. I uh, I wanted to let you know that I really enjoy reading Mary Shank's articles on the crime in the area and her reporting. I know she puts a lot of work into it. She's very detailed in her articles. 
something that caught my eye was in one of her articles about one, one a couple of the champagne officers getting into a scuffle with an armed subject or a resistor and they got injured. And I've heard through the grapevine that several champagne officers have been injured over the course of, of the last year and other officers from other agencies. And I remember the core belief of the uh, defund the police movement was officers were too aggressive. Officers would use too much force. I would like the News Gazette, or if you know someone at the News Gazette that's in investigative journalism, to maybe look at all the officers that have been injured in the line of duty, fighting suspects, arresting people, but the suspects themselves not being injured or going to the hospital or having any injuries, but the officers using such care, not, but yet they're injured. And then they're pulled off the street. Then it costs the taxpayers tons of money. Yeah. and all that and mm -hmm. i think that i think that's relevant i think that's relevant in this area because there's this myth that the police are are very aggressive but yet when you read in the article from mary shank about the officers being scraped up being being hurt you know i i, I really would like to know what the numbers are of how many officers have been injured how many how long have they been off the street the medical bills and then versus how many suspects over the course of the year has officers injured in their medical bills and see what the difference is. Hmm. I'm wondering if it's not going to be a stark contrast, but if there was somebody at the News Gazette who would be interested in looking into that, I think that might open some taxpayers' eyes into this area who, who pay the salary for public safety. Yeah, well, Mary, Mary I, I just, would be the one to do it, I think. I mean, she, you know, she keeps all the details on a lot of stuff, I would think. She does a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, they're hard articles to read because it's sad about the violence and all the criminal activity that's going on. But also, I appreciate the fact that she's very candid and she's very direct and she's just giving us information that we should know about the safety of our community and the fact that she puts a lot of effort and detail into it. Uh, as a person who reads the News Gazette, I, I do appreciate those details, even though they're, they're troubling to read. Absolutely. I, I appreciate your time. No, no, very good. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass that on to her and see what, what she knows or... If what she thinks for sure thank you sir I okay appreciate it. thank you chris and i know somebody some of the law enforcement folks have pointed out and others have pointed out how not only mary does a great job to begin with but um she also is good at following up on a story that you hear about whether someone's guilty or not guilty or whatever the trial turns out she's good at following up with that story because we hear the initial story so-and-so was accused of this or so-and-so had this happen to them but she's very good about following up and kind of completing the circle of the story. So, um, yeah, I can, if she's listening, certainly, or I can text her and ask her about it and see what what she would know about that. But I will send that message on to her. Uh, 217-356-9397-922. Texter says, I saw your brother hit some home runs that we just stood and watched. <laughs> My brother Tim, yeah, was a very good baseball player in summer ball and at unity yes he could hit it a mile i hit one home run in my career one uh, it was in sedoris uh, my brother hit many so he was in sports and i wasn't i played baseball but i, I just wasn't wasn't very good so i i'm in broadcasting <laughs> as it turns out another text on the castle heating and cooling text line says uh, still can't get dws on tune in Hmm. Okay, well, I'll let our folks know about that. I can tell you, if you go to WDWS.com and uh, click on, there's a little red button there on the right says Listen Live, or you can get the News Gazette app, and uh, if you hit on that, and you'll get a couple of options with the News Gazette app where 
Uh, you can get live news or the digital edition of the News Gazette. But if you've got that and you go to live, you can uh, click on listen to WWS or WHMS or WKIO, our three stations, and you can click on that and listen live. So you might try that route. Go to WDWS.com and uh, click on listen live. Maybe you can get it that way. 924 at DWS. A lot of people do the listening by streaming now for sure. On a penny for your thoughts. Back in a moment on this Monday. Nine twenty-seven on a Monday here in the middle of August. See a lot of folks on Facebook. Their kids are either leaving home, ready to go to college, or they're dropping them off at college. If you're thinking about uh, college for your student, Busey Bank reminds you to make sure you have the money talk with your students as they get ready to head out. Make sure you explain about the importance of credit, paying your bills on time, banking, open the an account in their name at your bank, making transfers easier, fraud protection, budgeting, college debt, etc. With mobile and online services from Busey, students can manage their finances whenever they want, wherever they are. Busey Mobile App, Busey eBank, Busey Bill Payment. Busey understands the demands of back to school. Simplify your finances with their mobile and online services and educational resources. Visit Busey.com or call 1-800-67-BUSEY. And I've seen a lot of the photos, and I can tell you it's a um, it's a sneaky moment. It sneaks up on you. And I'm just speaking from experience here. When I took my uh, oldest daughter down to uh, Belmont in Nashville, Tennessee, and, um, man, that was emotional. It just snuck up on me fast. And then just saying that goodbye and realizing you're leaving your you know this kid you've raised from from birth. They're on their own, <laughs> and it is a um, it it is a overwhelming feeling. So I, I've seen a lot of, you know, uh, for moms and dads, doesn't matter. Uh, it's pretty emotional. I mean, the kids, and it can be tough for kids too. But I mean, they're like, hey, I'm ready to get away from home. I'm ready to be on my own. I'm ready to experience a new chapter in my life. You know, I got some things. That they they learn pretty quick too that college is a lot different than high school. But it is a pretty uh, pretty big turning point. So just get ready if you've got someone in that age group or it's about to happen, especially if they're going far away. It's one thing if they're going nearby. That's a different different situation. But um, it will sneaky, sneakily sneak up on you, the emotion of it. Because I thought I'll be fine, and then I wasn't. All right, hey, Brian, can you try to get Mrs. Adams on to come on your show, the retired FBI agent? and the retired FBI agent from St. Joe on different days so we can talk to them. I actually am uh, working with the uh, Connect person for uh, Mrs. Adams, who's featured in the News Gazette over the weekend, Kathy Adams, FBI's first SWAT leader. And a great article on uh, Kathy Adams, who lives here in Champaign. The occasion of the FBI celebrating 50 years of service by women as agents. 
and she's had a very storied career. So, yeah, we're working on, uh, we've got some dates uh, offered to her, and we'll see if that uh, gets lined up at some point. Uh, Texter says, I'm listening to DWS on TuneIn right now. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. A lot of folks do. Someday we ought to just take a survey to to see, and you can do it at any point. It doesn't have to be just today. Uh, where you're listening on TuneIn, where, where are you located physically as you're listening? That might be interesting to see how that goes. Another listener says, I get your show on TuneIn. Not sure how because I'm not very techie. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm somewhat techie, but I'm not. You know, when I uh, compare myself to the to my daughters or stepsons, they know stuff that I don't even begin to understand. So I'm somewhat behind, but somewhat with it. And uh, what became of the request for Clarissa Nickerson Foreman to write a column in the paper every week or as often as she can? I know she did one recently. And I don't know what her agreement is with uh, Jeff D'Alessio or how often she's writing. I don't know. I have to check on that. But I do know she's with us on the radio again at the end of the month. So you can uh, listen for that or watch for that. And somebody's mentioning here uh, Market View Drive and Anthony. Okay, I'm Market View Drive. Is that there near, near Sam's, right? They need a roundabout there, somebody says. Terrible traffic engineering at that location needs fixed badly. Yeah, that is a tricky, because you're trying to get on, I think if I'm talking about the right thing, you're trying to get if you're trying to get to Anthony and you're coming out of Sam's and you're on Market View Drive and you're getting near Prospect that gets a little hairy through there. I don't know if now my my wife hates roundabouts. So she would not be in favor of that. And I don't know if that would really work in that tight space or not. All right, 9:32 here on a penny for your thoughts. This is Lemon Meringue Pie Day. Invented, apparently, in Philadelphia. So it's kind of an American thing. Now, there's been some various lemon desserts over the years, from what I understand, uh, in France. But Lemon Meringue Pie Day, it's an American innovation, one that's more than 200 years old. Although this longtime dinner, diner staple, lemony custard piled high with fluffy meringue, has the look of something might have emerged in the Pillsbury Bake Off in the mid-20th century, its roots go much deeper than that. Even has a stronger Stars and Stripes connection. Those roots took hold in Philadelphia, only a few blocks from Independence Hall, where the U.S. itself was born. In the early 1800s, Philadelphia, known as the Athens of America, was the happening spot in the early republic. Declaration of Independence, U.S. Constitution were both written there, attracted the great political minds of the day, wealthy merchants and financiers, and the vibrant atmosphere sparked sophistication and innovation in science, business, the arts, and food. And Elizabeth Goodfellow was one of those, one of the most creative forces in American cookery during the early 19th century. Her shop was unique, and like the many bakeries that supplied bread and daily baked goods, Mrs. Goodfellow's pastry shop provided elegant cakes, pies, and sweets for the fancy dinners taking place throughout the city. She was known for many treats, early version of sugar cookies, queen's cakes, individual spice cakes flavored with brandy, but her most lasting legacy is the advent of lemon meringue pie. She's known as the mother of lemon meringue pie. So there you go. It's that day today. Lemon meringue pie, a pie 
is a unique slice of Americana. Unlike apple pie, which arrived from England via the early settlers, lemon meringue pie got its start right here. There you go. 934 CBS News up next. Brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust. Here is CBS. on a penny for your thoughts. Open line up until 10 today. We'll do some open line time tomorrow, too, 9 to 10. Tom Kasich will join me in the second hour tomorrow. And we'll introduce you to Carlos Brown, who's uh, got a great life story, but uh, some of the things he's involved with and looking to start a uh, barber school and why that's important. And if you look, it's interesting, uh, and there have been movies made about this, and I, I think I kind of understood it but i obviously i'm a white man uh, the importance of the barbershop in the community in the black community what a huge deal it is uh, it's one of those cultural things and it's one of those things that um i, I just find fascinating and uh, he's looking to start a barber school and uh, why he's doing that and just his life story and he's got michael turner with him uh, who is, um, has benefited from programs at the Urbana Neighborhood Connection Center. They do great work. So anyway, uh, I just want to give you some good, good, good news. We hear so much about violence in the community, and it's you know we did a whole series on it and everything else, but there's, I think it gets, uh, the good stuff gets overshadowed, the stuff you don't hear a lot about. And so we'll uh, kind of get involved in that here in the second hour. 938. Let's see. About the streaming of WDWS, my wife is not exactly enamored by it. She's definitely not a sports fan, and when we travel, I would listen to the Illini games, sports shows, etc. on the radio. She was always happy when we'd get out of the range of your radio signal. We had to turn on music instead of the sports. Now with the streaming device, I can continue to listen to the sports on WDWS and put it on the car speakers via Bluetooth. <laughs> So I guess she would not be enamored by that if she's not into sports. Well, you can compromise, I guess, right? We Maybe do it half the time, or she can listen to her own stuff in her own headphone or on her own phone or whatever. I don't know. You can work it out. That's what marriage is, right? Compromise. Uh, I'm in Arthur. I cannot get WDWS on TuneIn. Used to get it, but not able to in the last month or so. Well, I checked uh, during the break with our... General Manager Grant Thompson, he tells me he's he's had he's able to get it. Uh, Scott Beatty, who's our operations guy and does a lot of other things here, says he's had no issues getting it on TuneIn. So I don't know. Sometimes there is a update on your phone or an update, you know, on certain apps that maybe you don't have the most updated. I, I can't explain it to you, but the most updated app or the most updated system for it, I don't know. But it, it's the best way is just get the uh, News Gazette app. Download that and then uh, click on the live, and you can listen live that way. So you can just bypass TuneIn and do it that way. All right, let's see here. Some more on uh, Mara Largo left over here. The Trump constant shifting explanation daily now after the FBI search warrant at Mara Largo seems like a familiar playbook for him. Maybe something will actually stick this time. A uh, listener says. Were the people claiming Banana Republic also worried about that when a defeated president was leading an armed insurrection against the U.S. government and our Constitution? The FBI served a lawful warrant to recover stolen documents that were stashed in a basement in Florida. 
No doors were kicked in. The Secret Service was notified ahead of time. Trump's cult followers are now attacking these law enforcement agents. Apparently they are no longer backing the blue. Some of the uh, Real Clear Politics uh, headlines on this, just editorial comments. Intrigue deepens over the FBI raid of Trump's home. The FBI is now the Federal Bureau of Intimidation. Dems and the media destroying the rule of law. Garland's raid on Trump's residence, a farce of law. The rights slandering of Merrick Garland. The Biden administration's grave Mar-a-Lago mistake. Trump's scandals are never done. And it's just polar opposite headlines. Trump six the GOP on the FBI. This trouble with systemic partisan rot at the FBI. Anyway, those are some of the um, editorial headlines on there. New twist, uh, President Trump had standing order to declassify documents. I've read some of that. And there's been some argument back and forth as to whether that was an official standing order or he just said it and nobody followed through on it. Or did he do it the right way? Did he declassify things in the proper way? Was he supposed to fill out some paperwork? <laughs> it could be it could be any or all of that. I don't know. It's like the uh, mentioning of the National Guard troops on January 6th. Well, he mentioned out loud that we should get some National Guard troops, but no order was officially ordered. So... I don't know. But anyway, I just uh, sometimes when you, what you hear in the news, just dig a little deeper. Read some articles, kind of get the cut through all the fog of what people are throwing out there and try to figure out, okay, so what happened here? Is it as simple as a misunderstanding? And I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying is there is there an explanation? Usually at the heart of this, there is an explanation somewhere along the way. That when you go, oh, okay, I could see where that could get confused. But in this political environment, and again, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying things like that do happen. Some of the biggest events in history start with a misunderstanding or a misinterpretation or something. And it builds from there. 944 at DWS. Back in a moment here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Nine forty-six on a penny for your thoughts on this Monday. A couple other things on the uh, lemon meringue pie. It's lemon meringue pie day. Uh, lemon pudding was considered one of Elizabeth Goodfellow's signature creations. She's credited with several varieties, whether served alone or in a pastry crust as a quote pie. Lemons were a delicacy in early nineteenth-century America, but readily available in a busy port such as Philadelphia. Unlike puddings of today, these historic concoctions were rich endeavors using extensive amounts of eggs and butter. One pudding recipe in particular uses nine egg yolks, but no whites. No, no ingredient ever goes to waste in a chef's kitchen, so those leftover egg whites had to go somewhere. And I found this interesting. Um, Mrs. Goodfellow passed away in 1851. 
Becky Diamond, citing a powerful lemon meringue pie advocate in her book about Mrs. Goodfellow. In fact, lemon custard pie is made by Nancy Breedlove, was a favorite of Abraham Lincoln. Mrs. Breedlove kept a hotel in Illinois in the mid-1800s, and Lincoln stayed there for weeks at a time when involved in court trials. He liked her uh, lemon custard pie so much that he requested that she write out the recipe for him, and he told her years later it was his favorite White House dessert. The pie was also a favorite of comedian Bob Hope whose recipe for the sweet tart treat was included in the 1992 USO of Pioneer Valley Celebrity Cookbook, which included a variation for a graham cracker crust along with a traditional pastry crust. So there you go. 217-356-9397. Text line says, Hi, Brian. I live in Arthur also. I get the streaming of WDWS from TuneIn just fine. Believe it or not, we do have internet service down here in Amish country. And uh, tune in via Amazon Alexa has been down since 8-8-22, since a week ago. This listener says, I can get tune in via cell for DWS, but not on Alexa. Tried multiple fixes on both TuneIn and Alexa app. Nothing has worked. Hmm. Now, another texter says, you cannot get it through Alexa at this time, always have in the past. Now, I was just in Grant Thompson's office. He's got Alexa, and it's working fine. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check it out. I'll let the folks know. Um, that's a little over my head. All right, while we're counting the number of injuries between officers and civilians, Phil says in an email, let's remind ourselves that none of the local police agencies here in Champaign County have been defunded. All have received increased salaries, and some, like in Champaign, received hiring and retention bonuses. Let's hope we can finally put to rest the myth that local police departments have been defunded. All right, 217-351-5357 is the text line. That's been the busier place today. Hey, Brian, another one on the text line says, For those who are trying to stream WDWS, I found the TuneIn app was unreliable, and I now use the Radio.net app. Works well. Thank you. All right, well, that's good to know. And the issue with TuneIn is on the Echo Dot speaker, Rob says, in South Carolina. So he says, the issue with the tune-in is on the Echo Dot speaker. I've always been able to get WDWS on tune-in with everything. Starting this weekend, it stopped working on the Echo Dot speaker. All right, so we got a little mixed bag there as to who's getting it and who's not. All right, let me go back in the Wayback Machine real quick. Back uh, on this day, 1969... Anybody there at uh, Woodstock when it got started? Well, it was uh, one of the things that has happened on uh, this day in history. And uh, let's go back in the Wayback Machine. Walter Cronkite and crew reporting on it about three days later. A rock music festival that drew hundreds of thousands of young people to a dairy farm in White Lake, New York, over the weekend came to an end today. And we have a report from Richard O'Brien. They listened for three days, and today they sounded the retreat and headed for home. The sponsors said it was going to be three days of peace and music, 
It was that all right, and much more. Yeah, much more. <laughs> so uh, 53 years ago today, Woodstock Festival opened in New York. 9.51 at DWS on A Penny for Your Thoughts. And Scott's up next. Hi, Scott. Uh, good morning, Brian. Good morning. Uh, <clears throat> as for this Trump issue, again, uh, looking back after, since all of the prosecution of him since he was running for presidency, and uh, he wound up winning. Uh, can you name me, after all these investigations, all these committees, all these uh, impeachments, have I missed something? Has he ever been found guilty of one crime he's done in the last, what, seven years, eight years? Uh, not that I that. not that I know of. If you're talking a crime and being charged with something, he's been accused of. He's been accused of a lot, but he's been accused ever since he's been uh, running for office. All four years when he was in office, he was persecuted and charged. And you know, like I said, he has never, never been. Uh, found guilty on any of them. So, you know, I don't I don't understand where an American citizen, a businessman, a successful businessman, an American, is being tormented and chastised <clears throat> for becoming the president of the United States. Well, he was I, uh, the same people that, I mean, the, the media, the media loved him when he was the host of The Apprentice. And he, yeah. he's, he's been the same guy all those yeah. years, and they loved him. Talk show host, yeah. he was, and you can go just Google Donald Trump oh, on yeah, they, shows. He was on every show you can imagine, not just as well, a host, but him. as a guest host. I mean, as a guest on the show. Yeah. They, the press loved him because they didn't know what he was going to say. He was forthright. He told the truth. You know, he, sp he spoke his mind. You know, that's what America's about. And it's getting to a point where uh, um, mom and dad can't tell their children, look, if you work hard, you become successful, you know, you could become the president of the United States. Well, watching what this man is going through for the last seven or eight years is disgusting. You can't, you know, you, the, your opposition will do any dirty trick and lie to make you hope you uh, fail. And this last thing came out is, uh, you know, it was, it was said that, you know, as long as he doesn't run, everything will be fine. I'm thinking, wh what kind of, what kind of example is that setting for this, for this political crap? Uh, you know, if, if you're successful and you're just a businessman, not a member of the professional politicians that are in office for the last 50 years who are are the ones uh, putting him through hell. You know, it's just uh, it's just a sad state of affairs. And I don't know where 
I, am I missing something? Why is anybody listening to this crap after all this? After all these investigations, nothing's been found. He's been an innocent citizen. I don't get it. Hey Scott, I got to go, but Did, thank you. Explain it to me. I, I, huh? I, well. It's a long, I mean, he is a complete outsider to the political class in Washington, there's no yes. doubt. Uh, and he's bombastic, and he's got a big ego, and, you know, he... Um, is you know, any of and, that a and, crime? Well, no, and, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, my biggest fault with him was, you know, he he was... After he lost, just say you lost, and say, I'll be back in four years. And he just wouldn't let it die. And he, well, and he, I think because, he, but, but I'm not going to get, you know, we can't get into the, well, this and Arizona, I understand all that, but I'm just saying at some point you got to put the, the, the good of the country or the, you got to move on. You, if you're going to relitigate the Republicans, if they're going to relitigate 2020 all over again, I don't think that's going to play well with most people. Now it'll play a lot with the base and the, a lot of conservatives, you know what I mean? But I mean, they got to either, that's me. You know, and I think that. <laughs> but that that's pretty much the center of the whole deal. You know, he it was it was all lies about the vote. There's well, too many. You know, everybody. No, nah, nah, everybody, no. What, what I'm what I'm going to say is is fire. what I'm going to say is that Richard Nixon could have contested the 1960 election. Right. He. Oh, he going, I mean. You know, it's, he barely, barely yeah, lost. Same thing, same thing. I'm just saying but that at some at some point at some point you gotta say, you know what? I lost. You can fight it, you can say, Hey, I think there's some stuff that went on, I don't like it. He could have said, Hey So you just you just let the criminals win and take over? But what do you do now? You know, if something is But what wrong, do you do now? Something needs to be said. Well that's true. Well, I think a lot of people you know? a lot of people say a lot of things, but does it do any good? Is my point. Well, if the press would do their job, yeah. once you, once the press is biased, and, well, they are. You know, it's a no-win situation. Well, they are. Uh, sure, I agree with you. Yeah, no, so, they are. There's no doubt. They all, most yeah. of them, vote Democrat. I mean, it's that's yeah. pretty obvious at that level. So, why didn't they do any of the investigation of the all those uh, affidavits that were signed? All the stories about corruption. Why didn't they do their job and do their investigating reporting? You know, seeing a yeah. seeing a crime being perpetuated, you just don't say, "Oh, okay, that's all right." You know, no, I understand that. And there have been there have been countless articles and stories and talking about the. There's a movie out. There's a documentary about all of that. Yes. Um, I'm just saying, at some point, when do you say, "Okay, we got to go on." We can talk about it. We can say, okay, we need to change some election laws, which they did in Georgia and they did in other places. But at some point, reality is, what do you do with what you have now? And you can't, okay. if you're going to go back and relitigate and relitigate, it's like you're beating your head against a wall, I guess, is my. True. <laughs> well, and that, you, that's can, what you can use that example in Germany. Why didn't somebody speak up in the press, do something about Hitler? Well, you see where it got him, because yeah. nobody fought back. 
No, you're right. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it, but it's, again, in history, it's easy to go back and say, what, what were those people thinking back then? Well, you got to go back and look at context and figure out, you know, what was going on. But, hey, Scott, I, I love talking to you here, but I got to go on. I got to get to the news here. But, okay. But thank you, okay. sir. All right. Bye. Appreciate it. Have a good day. 959. We'll have uh, Carlos Brown join us here. Uh, in a little bit, and uh, also uh, Michael Turner will learn. Uh, just uh, got a great story, I think the two of them. So we'll do that here after the news at ten. We'll get back to the the the, the Trump stuff will still be there tomorrow. <laughs> Trust me, it's evergreen, so don't worry about it. We'll get back to it. We'll have Tom Kasich too at uh, ten o'clock tomorrow as well. WDWS Champagne Urbana, fun first hour. More to come on Penny. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back on A Penny for Your Thoughts, hour number two. And we were all over the place in that uh, first hour. A little bit about all that's happened in uh, Florida there with the FBI and everything else. And if you go to uh, Real Clear Politics, there is a link you can get. You can actually print out the uh, warrant. They've opened that up. It's about, uh, I want to say, 17, 15, 17 pages long, I think. So you can check that out with yourself. And then a lot of people asking about tuning in and listening. Uh, people, Some people have not been able to get it on TuneIn as far as listening to our station. Others have said, yes, I get it fine. Others have said uh, it's on Alexa. No, it's not. So I don't know what to tell you other than uh, download the News Gazette app and or go to WDWS.com and listen live. It'll take you to the same place. And you can uh, listen in on that. And we'd love to hear from wherever you are actually uh, listening from. We'd love to hear uh, over time, not just today, but to, but everything else. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Carlos Harvey is with us, and we're going to introduce you to him and uh, tell you his story. And I had forgotten he preached on Easter Sunday. Is that right? On Easter Sunday at yeah. CU Church. Yes, sir. What was it? Not not so much of a preaching, but it was more how did I connect with God. There you go. There you go. That's what it was. Right. Okay. And you did all four services. All four services. <laughs> did you have it down by the fourth time? No, I was actually, uh, <laughs> it was fun. It, I wasn't yeah. nervous. I thought it would yeah. be nervous, but I wasn't nervous. Yeah. It was fun. And um, I had a lot of uh, impact. Yeah, I, I talked to a lot of people afterward and connect with a lot of di- different people, and uh, they they definitely really enjoyed my story. And well, know. we're going to talk about that story a little bit here today. Yeah. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. For Glad you me. found us. You Thank said you went to the old building years ago. Yes, I when did. you were a kid. Yeah, about down. I to, think I was ten years old. Yeah, what'd you go in for? Just uh, to, I was with my baseball coach when we went over there after a baseball game. I don't really? know what it was for, but we went there. <laughs> and you brought a young man with you, Michael Turner. How are you? I'm good. 15 years old? 15, rising sophomore. Um, I serve as the student ambassador for the Urbana School District 116. I work at the Urbana Neighborhood Connection Center proudly. 
Yeah. Um, I'm a part of the Kings program. Shout out to Mr. Lamont Peppers. And I'm just, I just love working in the community, changing the narrative about us young people. Absolutely. Well, we're going to do all that. And uh, let me start with uh, Carlos a little bit. Give me your background, where you grew up. You've been in town a long time. Yep. Born and raised here in Champaign, Urbana. I was yeah. born in Urbana, actually. Um, born in 1974. So just made it at a birthday of 48 years old. Um, graduated from Champaign Central. I went to Urbana my freshman and sophomore year. Okay. Uh, graduated from Champaign Central. Um, been cutting hair since I was 13 years old here in the community. Uh, finally got licensed in 2003. Pretty much um, always been a community person. Mm -hmm. Always love to meet people. I mean, especially from the barber's chair. So I've met a, lo mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Young, old, it doesn't matter. Um, started on my entrepreneurship uh, path uh, er real early. Like I say, 13 years old, I started out cutting hair for like three bucks. Where'd you cut at? Uh, in right. my mother's kitchen. Really? Yeah, mother's my mother's <laughs> kitchen. Went from my mother's kitchen to my bedroom. And yeah. then... Uh, we finally got a home with the basement, so I hooked it up, and we had a had a barbershop in there, set it up as a barbershop, wow. and and uh, that's what put me on put, pretty much put me on the path. Mm. Yep. Wow, it's a great start. Yes, sir. And you've been doing it ever since. Been doing it ever since, and yeah. that kind of had me comfortable. And you know, money can have you emotional, mm. but starting out at an early age, it kind of helped me, you know, mm -hmm. grow into into my emotions around money. So it was never a problem, and. Um, I think I do very well with it now, you know, just learning how to be a good steward over it. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and one of the things you've been looking to do is start a barber school. Yes, yes. So tell me about that. In the process right now, um, uh, here in Champaign, uh, 105 North Mattis, next to the Schnooks, in the Schnooks Plaza over here, mm -hmm. next to Texas Roadhouse, we're in the process of putting a barber pro program together. It's uh, 1,500 hours, which is a nine-month course. Uh, we look to come and... Just changed the lives of a lot of young, aspiring uh, youth, you know, and young adults that's out here that's that's losing hope, and we want to bring some hope back to them. We want to bring them, you know, bring them a trade, a skill set that they can they can call their own, and one day become professional. You know, once you put that title over your head, it, it helps out. It does a lot for your morale. Mm -hmm. It does from it did for mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, you were kind of inspired by Carlos and his yeah, story? Yeah, I, I could think back to the first time I um, got my hair cut by Mr. Carlos. It was an <laughs> amazing experience, especially because my barber prior, was, um, we're not going to talk about that, but <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a great switch. And, man, I remember he showed me the mirror for the first time. And I told my mom that day on, I wanted Mr. Carlos. And this is a very particular young man. And yeah. ever since yeah. then, we've been having some great prolonged yeah. conversations. And yes. I've loved working with him. We've partnered on a lot of different um, opportunities and endeavors, and it's been great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's actually my business partner as well. Really? Yes. yes. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I have my own upcoming um, company, MT Designs. I make flyers and websites. I've He's been able, I've, I've appreciated him allowing me to show him what I'm able to do, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been great. Mm. Again, uh, Carlos Harvey is with us. Uh, he has cut hair for a long time in a lot of different barbershops, too. Correct. Yeah. Over uh, in town? Six, six to seven. Okay. Yep. I, I worked in the Rosen Taylor's Barbershop, uh, Image Hair Designs Barbershop. Um, 
the whip. Sean yeah. Williams. Yep. Yeah, Sean Whip. Williams, yeah. Yeah, that's who gave my first start actually. Yeah. Sean Williams did, yep. I was mm. uh I was coming out of incarceration and I didn't have a job. Mm. And uh, he gave me a call and told me, like, come on man, we got a spot for you. So mm-hmm. I went down there and worked with him for a year and um a year later I had my own place. Mm. Yeah, so I got big shout outs to Sean Williams for giving me that start. Um as a Young white man growing up on a farm mm-hmm. west of Tolono. Uh, I, I I don't um, you know from a just grew up differently culturally. Okay, but I'm always fascinated by barber shops and their role in the African American community mm-hmm. and the importance of it. Yes. So it's a long history, right? I mean, it, very long. I mean, very long. It's uh, it's a place where you can go and and sit around and you talk and you just learn and 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 so much information coming through the barber shop from different people from different chairs and. And it's just it's it's just it's impactful. I know me myself. You know I've been incarcerated twice, mm-hmm. and my goal was to come home to bring some enlightenment. You know to these young men and young ladies. You know that's out here in these in this community that's that's going off the wrong path. You know, and I want to try to get them back. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I would love for them not to go down the path that I went. Yeah. You know. Well, can you talk about that path a little yeah. bit, or just? It was, um, I got into, you know, at a young early age, I didn't have my father in the household, so my mom raised me. And uh, she did a wonderful job. But, at, you know, at a certain age, a young man always get inquisitive. He wants to find out what's going on. So I got out mm-hmm. there in the streets. And I pretty much got into all the wrong all the wrong things, you know. Uh, it was a very dark, dark space in my life. Um, I, I'm a gunshot victim. I was, I was shooting at folk and getting shot at. Been stabbed up, you know. Told me I, I was paralyzed. Told me I never walk again. But through the grace of God, I'm still here, and it's for mm. a reason. I've been shot in the face with a sawed-off shotgun, mm. blinding my left eye. Mm. Uh, but by the grace of God, I'm still here. So I know it's for a reason. And um, like I said, I've been through incarceration. And while I was incarcerated, you know, uh, I got uh, 12 years, 12 year sentence. And the judge told me she, it hurt me to my heart. She told me she said. Uh, you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. We don't like your kind in our community. Mm. And that was very hurtful to me, but it was needed. I, I needed to hear that. And that mm. was my motivation. So for the six years I was gone, I got myself in college courses, you know, uh, got myself healthier, right? And uh, first and foremost, I got back in my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in, in business management class, and, and I completed that, and our professor told us, she said, for those of you who are going back to your community to start a business, don't just go home and start a business. Find out what your community needs. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me right there in class. He said, Barber College. Hmm. Right? So when I got home, I started doing the research and, you know, doing some research on different barbers and, 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 and the job um, unemployment rate. So I come to find out that, you know, the, business, the barber business is a $58 billion industry. Right, so then we found out that from Champaign Urbana ran tour in Danville, it was like over a hundred and nine thousand males, mm. but it was only ninety licensed barbers. Mm. So it was very shortage. Yeah. So that's my purpose, ready to get out here to create some barbers, you know, get them licensed, get them out here in the working working field, and start to make a real good living for themselves. Mm. Carlos Harvey is with us. Michael Turner with us, of course, a student at Urbana as well. If you have some comments or thoughts for these gentlemen along the way, you can certainly do that, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217 217-
3515357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Part of the reason, too, we wanted to hear you guys' stories, but also I know the narrative, changing the narrative, mm-hmm. the narrative in the, you know, you hear, you know, young black men killing other young black men or the mm-hmm. violence in our community that's spreading to different parts of, you know, you'd be outside of a school and suddenly somebody's shooting somebody. And it's right. like, what in the world is going on? So talk about I'll have both of you. Um, and okay. start with Carlos, then we'll go to Michael about changing the narrative. What? Well, what's the key? I think changing the narrative is we have to b- bring more exposure. You know, by me being a barber, I've, um, this past May, I was booked from the beginning to the end, right? Getting get ready for graduation. So you got maybe what, over five different, you know, three to four or five um, middle schools in this in this county, and then you got what four to five high schools in the county. Mm-hmm. Junior College, which is Parkland, then you got the U of I. And looking at the news, I only seen the U of I. And I was hurtful because there's a lot of young men that's out here, and a lot of young men, and a lot, a lot of young ladies that are working very hard and are making honor roll and dean's list and everything and not being exposed. Yeah. And I think they need to be more exposure because if you see your peers on, on, on TV, Receiving the award and they're happy and they're you know joyous mm-hmm. occasion, that might influence another young man or young lady. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be more exposure of that. You know, we we put more exposure out here as far as the gun violence. We know that's going on. That's across America. It's a gun culture right now. Mm-hmm. We can't do nothing about that, but we can shine the light in the midst of all this darkness. We're we're Christ. We're born of Christ, right? If we are Christians, we're supposed to walk as such, and we're supposed to continue to shine the light in the midst of all this darkness, mm-hmm. no matter where it's at and how yeah. much it is, we're still supposed to shine the light. So that's what I was really saying. We need to change the narrative. Right. All right. And, uh, Michael, your perspective is 15-year-old, as a young black male, who uh, you you hear and see all of this, but talk about the yeah, I mean, just when, your perspective. When I look it. at the newspapers and online, there's always a negative depiction of the young black male. I mean, we were just listening to Eric Thomas and mm-hmm. how he speaks about the brain is wonderful, but it can only focus on one ideology at the, at one time. So if I focus on pessimism instead of optimism, it's not going to do anything positive for me. So I would say optimism is the biggest thing for me because if I if I choose to give up on hope, then I'm choosing to give up on myself. I'm choosing to give up on the future of people with the same melanated skin as myself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I continue to work with a group of fourth and fifth graders at their Bend Neighborhood Connection Center because I, I continue to preach to them that um, your skin is very beautiful, but it's incriminating. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's empowering, but it's problematic. When you walk when you walk and how you talk a certain way, it could be depicted as a problem. Mm-hmm. And someone will always be ready to eradicate that problem. Hmm. And so I always preach that. But with that comes greatness. You can still achieve greatness. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm here. Um, I like to wear my Jordans. I like to wear, I like to express myself. But I also like to to show that you don't have to be a nerd to be smart. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you another race if you try to use big words. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you any less of your skin color mm-hmm. if you try to be educated. Or get good grades. Or get good grades. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or achieve greatness. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's that's the depiction. Right, when I go in school and if I 
if I try to to use big words, they, somebody might say he's trying to be white. Yeah. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's it's like I mean, but again, if I focus on that, yeah, if I focus on that pessimism, right. it's going to make me belittle myself. Right. But I know, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it because I know my purpose is greater than that. You know who you are and who you are. Amen. Yeah. yeah, and know that who you are with God. Exactly. I mean, if you have that relationship too, there you go. I mean, that uh, that's the foundation that feeds into it. That's the foundation. Yeah. That's the anchor that yeah. keeps you rooted. I think we got a future leader here. <laughs> what do you think? That's, <laughs> why Michael, I wa- yeah. that's why I wanted you to meet him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a very sharp young man for very, sure. Very. Yeah, and I I love how you express that sentiment. And what's been a reaction to other kids your age to what you say? Well, is, is uh, it, a lot of my peers are like, man, you did a great job. But as soon as I say, where were you at? They weren't there. Why yeah. Why can't you join me? Why not join me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I say the same thing every time, and it's mm-hmm. because it's 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 a scared problem. Because if I do this again, I'm a nerd. I can't fit in. Yeah, there's a lot of peer pressure there, for sure. Yeah. All right, Carlos and Michael, hang on. I better get a break in here. We got a caller on the line. We'll get to you next. Ten twenty six. I better pay the bills here. Here comes the commercials next. <laughs> All right, we're back on a penny for your thoughts. And we've got Carlos Harvey with us. We've got uh, Michael Turner with us as well. Uh, Real quick, Ryan Dallas Real Estate. If you need to move or sell a home, these are the folks to talk. Five-star experience is what a lot of folks say. If you need to get your home sold before the start of school, which is this week, by the way, or into the fall months, call to make is to Ryan Dallas Real Estate. They've helped nearly 500 families already this year give you the ultimate solution for selling your home on your timeline. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Go to RyanDallasRE.com. Give them a call at 833-595-SOLD. All right, you guys will need your uh, your headphones for this. And we've got a uh, caller on the line here. If you need to turn the volume up, go ahead. Uh, here is Sean. How you doing, Sean? Hey, good morning, Brian. How's it going? Good. Good to hear from you. Hey, Good to hear from you, Brian. Brian, thank, I want to thank you first for uh, allowing uh, uh, such a great young man as Carlos uh, to be a part of your platform to promote positivity in our community through the barbershop experience. Uh, Carlos, good morning, man. Good morning, uh, bro. I couldn't be doing the things that I'm doing um, if it weren't for you, man. I mean, I remember you coming up to me all the time and saying, Sean, you cut great, but you need to go into cosmetology school. And I was able to go into Ms. Janet's program with Concept um, Cosmetology School and get that experience um when you came home man and and you were able to encourage me when my mom had the restaurant you said hey man let's uh let's 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 do free thanksgiving meals and i remember your mom and mm-hmm. your brother and your sister all yeah. to your brother and your sister man and we did an amazing job that year we fed over 350 people for free to God be the glory. i mean so we definitely got some history together man yes, sir. i thank you um I, I encourage all the listeners man please pat- patronize this young man He's an amazing guy. He understands that therapeutic um, uh, experience that people have in the barbershop, those conversations to change the trajectory of young folks, older folks, the community connection. Um, he understands that. And, man, I, I just I love you, and I thank you for what you're doing, Carlos. Oh, you too, bro. Thank you, bro. And uh, too much love. Too, too much is given, much is required. And that goes for everybody. Yeah. You know, it, it, we have to we have to change the narrative, and it takes a team. You know, it takes a village to uh, 
to correct it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I, I listen to 1400 a lot, and I want to just tell the, the larger base of the community, man, um, we can change folks in our community, and Carlos is the prime example of that. Uh, just because they do some time in prison does not mean that they can never change. I mean, this young man is, is a bright and shiny star in our community. I mean, I, we talk a lot. We communicate a lot. I might go to Snooks, and I'll pop over to his, his shop and his, his new school and just to see how the pace is about um, when he's going to get started. And I want to just say, uh, man, please patronize this guy. Please, whatever resources that you have, he's connected with a lot of programs, um, with a lot of things for young folks. So thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. Uh, thanks to the young man over here that's in the studio with you guys. And uh, much love. Very good. Hey, thank you, Sean. Good to, good to hear from you. 1033, news headlines here coming up. Let me get to those. And brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet. And then we're back with our guests here in studio. Carlos Harvey is with us here on A Penny for Your Thoughts, along with Michael Turner, and uh, talking about his uh, their lives and the, the impact they want to make in our community and uh, focus on some positivity and changing the narrative of what uh, you see in the news a lot. And uh, we've got them both with us in studio. And uh, Jason Epperson is with us, pastor at CU Church and a friend. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So you know Carlos pretty well, right? Tell me about the how you know him. So I really met Los when we started the church five years ago, and uh, he was cutting Zeke's hair, my youngest boy's hair, and uh, we just started having conversations about both of us having a heart for this city and uh, the area and just how what God laid on his heart. He talked to me about it one day, and I tell you, I just am so proud of who he is and the patience that he's had to see uh, – God do something in his life to serve this community, and so he's he's a pretty incredible guy. I'll tell you that for sure. Well, he's got a great story, as you know, and it and, and he talked he's talked earlier, Jason, about being incarcerated and coming out of that and wanting to make an, an impact, and it just shows you that no matter what happens in your life, whether you do it to yourself or how you get in, uh, God still has a plan for you, right? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, and he's not done with us. He's Amen. he's always. Until we until we are with him in heaven, he's got stuff for us to do while we're here. And so, and Lowe's is a testimony to every single day waking up and uh, trying to bring light into a place that needs needs hope. And so, uh, he's he's a real blessing for sure. Yeah, Amen. thank you, bro. Well, we just wanted to uh, have him on, and I'm glad you were able to call in, Jason. I know you're in the middle of some meetings, but um, I know it's a, a great uh, partnership that you've had with him and. Uh, and when he gets his barber school done, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's just a, a testimony that, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I can't say it enough how Los and his desire to see uh, young men, young women in this community know that uh, there's, there's hope out there and his willingness to sacrifice his time, his energy, his resources to see that happen is just, uh, if all of us lived a little bit more like that, this city would be a different place, that's for sure. And he brought uh, Michael Turner with him, 15-year-old, going to Urbana, and uh, a young man like him, the future's bright too, I think. Oh, man, yeah, for sure. I've heard about Michael before. He's he's the real deal, is what I've heard. So he's the real deal. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> that's hey, good, that's good. very good, Jason. Hey, thanks again, guys, and God bless, and so excited for what you're doing, and 
Michael, me, you, and Losey to grab some wings sometime here soon. All yes, right, sir. Thank you, bro. There you go. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jason. Jason Epperson, who's a chaplain with a football team, but a basketball team, but also a pastor of CU Church. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. A lot of people want to uh, jump in here. Martell is up next. How you doing, Martell? I'm doing good. How you doing there, Carlos? I'm doing well, thank uh, you, bro. How you doing? Now, you, now Carlos, now Martell, Carlos, tell me you guys were neighbors growing up. Is that right? Yeah, we're neighbors. Yes, um, Carlos used to be at my. Um, I know Carlos probably since he's probably six or seven. Yeah. Um, uh, mom used to keep when he got off the bus to school. Uh, <laughs> went to the boys' club. Carlos watched me grow up. We, 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 we. He's my neighborhood little brother. That's what I would say. Right. But I am so proud of Carlos in the transition he made in his life. Thank you, sir. Um, the heart he had for our community. The things that they did with the boys, the man thing they doing, and how he's trying to open a barbershop, yes, school, to give people a chance for opportunities to be entrepreneurs. Um, he just, He's a blessing to our community, you know, because he got, he got a real story to tell, and, and he can relate. And, and, and what I want to say to y'all, Brian, this is the kind of stuff I would love for y'all to put on y'all radio show. Because mm-hmm. the, the violence and all the other stuff get all the accolades, you know, get all the light. Mm-hmm. And the positive mm-hmm. stuff yeah. is always put on the back burner. Yeah. And that's what we need to do to change. You know, let people see change, hear change. Yes, and you don't have to be a clown to get the light. You get, get the time to be seen, you know, put the good things on. And I, I'm mm-hmm. so glad to have you on. And Flop Carlos, I am so proud Thank you, of sir. you what you're doing for the community. Thank you, sir. And the young man that's talking, yes, sir. man, you'll never be a nerd. Not nerd. You're a leader. Yes, sir. So when it, you know, and that's what you are. You are a leader. And you keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry what people say. Just keep, just keep your mind where you're going. And you will lead other people to go to places you go. Have a wonderful day. Hey, thank you, Martel. Hey, great to hear from you. Thank you. 1043 at DWS. Uh, I got a texture that says, proud and honored to call Carlos a friend. Uh, He's truly the epitome of what the American dream is all about. With people like him and young men like Michael, the future is bright. He will know who sent this if you say, boys club for life. You know yes. who that is? Yes, yeah, one of my mentors, Joseph Stovall. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Boys Club for Life. Boys Club for Life. Yeah. All right. Very good. 1043 at DWS. And um, let's see here. Who's up next? Uh, let's go to Troy. How you doing, Troy? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good. Good to have you on. Great, great, great. Yeah, I have a question for uh, – I'm, pr- I'm proud of uh, Carlos and, and Michael. Uh, Mike comes from a good set of parents. Carlos is Carlos probably not going to say anything, but Carlos does so much in the community. He's part of the Lone Star Lodge, yes, uh, uh, Masonic Lodge here in town, and he does a lot with them also. So I'm proud of him, and just just keep doing what you're doing, Carlos. Yes, sir. God got you. To God be the yes, glory. Sir. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and thanks, and, and Brian, thanks for putting positive things on today. It's, uh, it's really encouraging to to hear something good about the black community uh doing going on today instead of the the violence so uh much appreciated to you you're welcome Brian. very good troy hey thank you yes, sir. appreciate you calling thank you yeah 1044 and that's i know um we were talking and uh, you can both talk about the programs mm-hmm. in the community that because there's a lot of good stuff going on mm-hmm. 
and uh, the importance of those? Well, um, with the Cutter Butter Rats Barber Academy, that's that's we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. We have um, the first followers, um, mm-hmm. by, ran by Marlon Mitchell, which was uh, put together an initiative called the H three. The H three is called Harm, Hope, and Healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it, it's comprised of twelve, ten to twelve different programs. Programs like uh, um, Boys to Men, which is a youth youth group. You got the you got the business elevator. Boys to Men is ran by uh, Devin Wayne Turner. You got you got the um, youth build. You got business elevator by Mark Pelmore. You got youth build ran mm-hmm. by the Cal- Champaign County Housing Authority. You have Go Mad, which is Go Make a Difference. Those are the young men that graduate from youth build, and they go into the program with Marlon, Go Make Go Mad, where they learn the the basics at youth build. Now that they have the basics, they go on and shadow uh, other uh, carpenters or, or, mm-hmm. or you know laborers to continue to, to continue their journey in labor. Yeah. Um, you have um, what Willie Comer's doing. You got Youth for Christ. Yeah, you got Youth for Christ with mm-hmm. Willie Comer doing a great work with those young men. Ba- Midnight basketball also got them into the trades, mm-hmm. and that's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing right there. If we can teach them to use their hands and their minds, now you got them. Now you got them. Mm-hmm. Now they can now, now they can build something for themselves, and nobody did it for them. They doing mm-hmm. it for themselves. We have uh, let me see. I'm missing so it's so many. <laughs> it's so yeah, many. It's, yeah. it's so <laughs> many. You got the uh, like I say. You got you got Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church mm-hmm. doing great work. CU Church doing great work. Lone Star Lodge Number Eighteen doing a great work. Mm-hmm. You just it's um, it's so much. And then I want to let Michael. He he has he yeah. has a, a, a whole set of groups that he's. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, uh, I'll start off with the Self-Made Kings program developed by Mr. Lamont Peppers. It's a great opportunity for young black men who come from different households and different sets of mindsets to come in one safe place and um, talk together and community. It's been a great um, adventure with him. Mm -hmm. He's just planned a trip for us to go to Memphis this weekend. Okay. So I've loved working with him. I've worked with him outside of the program and he's great we also have the urban neighborhood connection center i've been working there for over two years now Mm -hmm. i work with a group of fourth and fifth graders i call them young goats because they're great um there you know a lot of them come from their own predicaments Mm -hmm. and i just i just only ask for them to be themselves because when they come to that space they're going to see people that have more than them they're going to see people that have less than them but my only Access for them to be themselves, and with that, we've done great things. They've, um, I've loved seeing their progression over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I was also a part of a program called Imagining Freedom. Shout out to Posey; she did a great job putting it together. We just talked about a world where we were free and we had freedom. What does liberation mean? What does oppression mean? What does suppression mean? We had a panel and we talked about intergenerational trauma and mm-hmm. how. Um, parents can pass down trauma be- mm-hmm. simply because that's what they learn from their parents. Don't mm-hmm. realize what they're doing is is a problem. And so we we um, enlightened some of our parents on being cautious. And so mm-hmm. shout out to Posey. Also shout out to mi- the late great Miss Janice Mitchell who developed mm-hmm. the center. Yep. Um, I really loved working with her. Her mission and her objective was great for the youth and also a shout out to miss janice mitchell yeah, who's, who's now the 
the, yeah. I call her my new boss. She doesn't like when I call her <laughs> my new boss, but um, yeah. I love I yeah. love the fact that she'll be um, our new boss. Yeah. It's always it's already been great working yeah. with her. So yeah. Also, shout out to my mom, Miss Rhonda Turner. Um, her goal for young people and young black people, she's affected so many lives. I call her Amen the neighborhood. Amen to that. I call her the neighborhood hero because, I mean, every time she goes to anywhere, you, she has a student or three of them that come up to her and say, hi, Miss Turner, and give her a hug. I mean, she just became mm -hmm. the principal at King School, King Elementary School, so congratulations to mm -hmm. her. And, I mean, what she's been preaching to us since day one, I look back, I'm like, wow, mm. she told us that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And she's right. And she's right. <laughs> so. And one thing, Carlos, we were talking about was, you, you know, you do some work at the detention center. Yes. And the, speaking about trauma that Michael mentioned, mm -hmm. um, what is it? We saying one kid had never had a birthday cake? Well, and, I was talking to one of my uh, buddies. He's a mentor for a kid. Mm -hmm. And um, actually it was, uh, yeah, he's he was mentoring a kid. And he was telling me that uh, the young man never had a birthday cake. And he was 18 years old. Hmm. And, and that that story right there kind of you know it put things in perspective of, of understanding why these kids are out here acting like wild pit bulls. I mean, just full of anger. You know, you don't and, know what and, no, and no 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 way to figure out how to don't know how to channel their how energy. to channel it right. Yeah. And uh, with the with the uh, work that I do over at the juvenile detention center, I go over there and cut her, and uh, and I just talk with them. You know, there's not no reason to, to yell and scream at them. Or, you just listen to them, hear what they got to say. And why are they, you know, get down to the root of the problem and, yeah. and figure out what it is, you know, what got them there. And it's pretty much no direction. A lot of it, no direction. You got a lot of them that's doing something, want to be something that they're not, you know, trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. You know, just all the different peer pressures of life. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, it's very impactful when I leave out of it. It kind of does something to my spirit. But I got to get myself back up because I know that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's work for me to do. I have to go right. in there. I have to see it. I've been there. And so I try to I try to give them an um, understanding from where I what how I, how I handle my my time, and I try mm -hmm. to tell them to work on yourself, you know, get your education, read you some self help books, get your exercise in, and don't worry about what's going on on the outside. You just do this time and create some goals, and try to complete those goals before your time. Don't let the time do you. You got to do the time. Mm -hmm. So basically, you try to complete goals before your time runs out. Before the before the hourglass runs out. If, if that makes yeah. sense, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So I try yeah. to paint a picture for them, and, mm -hmm. and you know, just try to ease ease it, ease their pain as much as possible. But just let them know, look, you did it. You got to take care of your business, but just take care of your business. Yeah. All right, Carlos uh, Harvey is with us. We've got Michael Turner with us as well. We'll come back. Final segment coming up here in just a moment. All right, we're back on A Penny for Your Thoughts, visiting with Carlos Harvey, who's uh, going to be opening a barber school over there by, by Schnooks. Go by Schnooks, by over, Schnooks, close to the Texas Roadhouse yeah. on the west end of the parking lot. Okay. Yep. And Michael Turner, who's an upcoming uh, sophomore at Urbana High School. Yeah. And a future leader, I can tell already, by uh, what he's saying, what he wants to do. Uh, good morning. I hear your message. Don't seek revenge. Seek the Lord, and life will be rewarding, a listener says. Keep, keep up the good work, Carlos, AJ says. Amen. Uh, so that's good. Um, 
there was you wanted to mention a little more about it, one of the programs you mentioned. Yeah, I wanted uh, to elaborate a little bit more on a, a business elevator. Uh, a brother named Mark Pelmore. He's a he's a resident here in Urbana, uh, graduate of Urbana High School, and he has a program over there um, that he helps he helps youth create business plans. You know how to build a business, and uh, he also has a junior elevator start from ten to seventeen. To teach them, you know, start shaping them and shaping and molding them into the entrepreneur that they want to be. Then he has a chess club also that they use the, the the initial tools of chess to help them with life. So I want to give him a big shout out as well. Yeah, yeah. And I know you. We could go on for a couple of hours here, probably. But talking about mentorship and impacting other people's lives and trauma. And I know Michael, you've seen it among your peers, I'm sure. Trauma, yeah, is a and, huge deal. And looking off of what Mr. Carlos has done for me, and one thing I've really picked up from him is it's never an age that you have to start at. You can always start young. So, mm-hmm. shout out to Orlando. I've been able to work with him. Um, I I really love spending time with this man, um, and his family is great. I've learned so much from him, and it's just how old is he? It, he's 11. He's okay. going to fifth grade, and and see, it's easy for us to automatically assume that we know more than them, but I've learned so much from him just by simply listening. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the key point, listen. Yeah. We have yep. to listen. You have to listen mm-hmm. the only way you go. How yeah. can you serve somebody? If you if you come to serve and not to be served, how can you serve a person if you don't know what they want? If you don't listen, you got to listen. You got to listen. Right, like yeah. a bicycle has two wheels, and if yeah. both wheels aren't moving together, then it's not going to work. The bike's not going to work. It's not exactly. going to work. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I love what you were talking about, um, a little bit about how we're all different, mm-hmm. come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and yet coming together is a, like a beautiful painting. It or, is. Uh, I mean, it's – it's it, and we and we make assumptions, I think, about each other a mm-hmm. lot. You know, you assume you know. You're talking about you know. You see a group of kids with, with hoods on, right? And and people think, oh my goodness, there there's trouble. Exactly. But and they, we don't know. But these young men, I consider them. I've I've I've, barbered them for what last four years in high school or or college or whatever it may be, and they have the same. I mean, it's a cultural thing. So they got the hoodies on, they got the Jordans on, the pants and everything. Mm-hmm. But these some same young men I can bring before you might be honor roll students. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't just judge a book by its cover. You got to yeah. talk and listen to people. Yeah. You know, that's one good thing about the barbershop. Because I had I had some assumptions about some kids, but I just sit back and I listen, and I just ask questions. Yeah. You know, we got jewels. We got diamonds around here. You know what I'm saying? We, mm-hmm. They start out with lumps of coal, right? Yeah. But you continue to plot pressure, right? Yeah. Yeah, diamonds, and I, you know, and, and I think it's a great message too about making it you work work both ways and through anything exactly. with anybody. People exactly. say, "Oh, they must be this or they must," mm-hmm. and if you if you view the media narrative, that's all you hear. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what people. Oh, they must be like that. Exactly. Think about and, think about the the, um, the the picture of the rainbow. God created the rainbow, right? Different colors. Mm-hmm. In order for that picture to be beautiful like that, all the colors had to come together, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. He's not a black and white thing. That's man-made. Yeah. You understand? God yeah. created a beautiful painting right. with different colors for everybody to come together to take care of this. his business because it don't belong to us. It always belongs to him. Yeah. If he wanted, he said, too much is given, much is required. So if you, you give him much, it's more required of you to help mm-hmm. out, right? That's right. Those are less fortunate, you know, help them up. Put, pull, them, pull them up. That's your brother or that's your sister. So, you know, mm. his will got to be done one way or another. Mm. 
Powerful message today, guys. Thank you. Yeah, it went fast, didn't thank it? You. Yeah, it did. yeah, it did. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. And what's the best if people want to reach you or what's the uh you can business? reach me at losdebarber.eh at gmail. That's my email. Uh, my telephone number is two one seven five five zero nine three five seven. All right, you say that again, two one seven. Five five zero nine three five seven five seven. And if you want to book a haircut with me, you can reach me at booksybiz dot com under Los de Barber Hair and Skin Care. Well, there you go. Yes. And if, and if any young people want to talk to Michael, we'll, we'll connect him through you guys. Yes. There you go. And we'll yep. do that. So. There you go. Thank you guys. Great message Thank today. You. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. All right, Michael Turner and uh, Carlos Harvey with us. Here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, we got a lot more to come uh, tomorrow. Tom Kasich joins me in the second hour to talk about his great career here at the News Gazette. Thanks to Adam Austin for being our producer today. I'm Brian Barnhart. We'll see you tomorrow on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.